0: You always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box. For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Welcome to this week's episode of the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, uh, the lead lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. And, of course, I'm proud to be joined each and every week by our founder of Rocket Sports Media and our editor-in-chief. And that would be Rick Stevens. Rick, Mm -hmm. the countdown to Christmas is
1: on the countdown to Christmas are just a couple of days away from Christmas and yet and Ooh. yet hockey fans have already had their Christmas wish come true There have you their been working stockings on stockings have been filled their eggnog is to the brim There, no I'm just you can tell that I'm weekend. just making it up as I'm <laughs> and I can't stand eggnog to be honest but um mm. yeah I'm
0: gonna have some today
1: you are? mhm yeah I've No, (laughs) no, it's not my thing.
0: Not your thing. Well, you are correct. Uh, Christmas came early for hockey fans. Uh, as if the lead-up to the World Juniors wasn't enough excitement for folks this week. Um, We are going to talk in the first segment about how the NHL has reached an agreement with the NHLPA for a a start to the 2021 season. Uh, So we are going to cover that in our first segment. And uh, we're also going to give you uh, some of the breakdowns of uh, one of the components, of course, to this new uh, shortened season that the NHL will have is uh, the – once again, the return of the taxi squad, and so we're going to give you a breakdown of what what the rules, some of the rules are around around the taxi squads and and so forth. Uh, then in the second segment, of course, that's when we usually go around the AHL. In in today's episode, we're just going to talk a little bit about okay, so the NHL has set forth their plan. Uh, what does that mean for the AHL? Uh, while we don't have concrete information there are some things trickling out there's some uh, angles to discuss as far as you know planning for rosters and and what the nhl's plan for return means for the ahl's rosters and so on and so forth so we'll talk a little bit about the effect on the ahl and what we can expect to start learning from the american league over the next couple of weeks and then finally in the third segment um We just mentioned it. It is the lead-up to the World Juniors. Uh, Today actually starts uh, tournament action. Um, There will be a couple of pre-competition games held today. Uh, And of course, it's not until... Christmas Day that official tournament action starts but we're going to give you a little bit of a preview talk a little bit about uh, where things stand and also kind of clue you in on the kind of coverage you can expect from Rocket Sports Um, and then we also do want to give you some updates on uh, there's some news out of the QMJHL so we've got some junior hockey news for you as well as uh, the ECHL had their second season second weekend of the season so we'll bring you up to speed on on how things are going with the one pro hockey league that is already playing. Um, So we've got lots of hockey to talk about today. It's a very, very exciting week. Uh,
1: Indeed it is. And can't wait to to be seeing live hockey uh, on our televisions.
0: It's kind of weird. It's weird. Like I had to start thinking about like, oh, I have to start paying attention to start times and – You know, planning for (laughs) planning for that in the evenings, and oh, got to get back into the groove. But it'll be it'll be good to do. Uh, So yes, the big news, of course, this weekend was that the NHL and the NHLPA have reached an agreement. They plan to start the season on January 13th. Uh, That's a 56-game shortened season, which will end on May 8th. Uh, followed by a 16-team Stanley Cup playoff to follow. Um, Training camps will begin on January 3rd, so it'll be a shortened training camp. I believe no exhibition games, and then right in on the season uh, January 13th. Um, Now, there are... Some time limits, Rick, for players who choose to opt out. Uh, there's a different time frame for non-playoff teams versus playoff teams, and the divisions look a little bit different uh, as well. Correct?
1: Well, we're we're going to see a Canadian division, um, ooh, uh-huh, and, and as well as some shuffling that has happened uh, with the other divisions. Um, Canadian division, uh, all seven teams. Uh, in Canada, are going to be in the north. Um, the Flyers are going to be part of the East Division mm-hmm. with Washington, Pittsburgh, the Rangers, Islanders, New Jersey, Buffalo, and Boston, and um, and the other teams uh, spread between the the West and the Central. It's it's um, yeah, it teams are going to see each other a lot, a lot, an awful lot um, in the West Central. And East, they'll be playing each other eight times in the North because there's one fewer team. They'll either be playing each other nine times or ten teams, depending on the the opponent. So um, they're going to get very used to each other. They're going to get very tired of each other. There's going to be some uh, mm-hmm. chippy play, I'm sure, uh, but it should make for some interesting um, renewal of, of rivalries.
0: And I believe the schedule is supposed to come out this week as well. We're already hearing, you know, be prepared to see – Plenty of not only back-to-backs, but possibly kind of like mini-series and, and things of that nature, which, of course, AHL fans are used to that kind of play. Um, it will get, as you say, that uh, it'll get rivalries going pretty hard uh, as as teams continue to see each other quite a bit. Um, but, of course, Rick, this is all, you know, it's, it's very exciting that the plan is in place. But at this stage, it still is... A plan, correct? Because you know there still is government health regulations, both stateside and in Canada, to consider. Um, it's pretty widely confirmed that most teams will not be able to have fans in the arenas. Although places like the Dallas Stars, uh, the Florida Panthers, have said, you know, under their current regulations in their states, they'll be able to have a small amount of fans in the stands. Um, but also for, for Canada, there's there's still not a provincially wide agreement that, that this is going to move forward, correct?
1: There's either the county regulations, as in Santa Clara and the San Jose Sharks, are they going to be able to open at home or are they going to have their training camp in Arizona? Uh, and the same goes for the provincial health authorities in Canada who have not yet uh, signed off at least... Uh, not all of them. Uh, apparently, there is one holdout, and you can uh, take your wild guesses who that might be. Uh, about the the return to play uh, plan, there was some talk about moving the whole uh, uh, all Canadian teams south, but that seems to uh, have died down now. And and if anybody moves, it might just be one team uh, moving to another jurisdiction. If it's that, if it's the Canucks or who it may be, um, the Quebec authorities seem to and and the the the, um, the premier of the province seems uh, to be very supportive to have the Canadians back. So uh, that doesn't seem to be an issue. I doubt that Alberta will be an issue and um, and Premier Ford seems uh, to be behind the the Leafs and and senators return. But as you said, the. Uh, they that those agreements have not yet been signed, so uh, that's still an outstanding issue and one that uh, has to be uh, that that ongoing discussions are happening between the NHL, the NHLPA, and the provincial health authorities.
0: We're talking about how um, different this divisional only play is going to is going to look. Um, and is going to be for this shortened season. Uh, and in fact, a couple of Flyers players were made available to the media this afternoon, and and they commented a bit on this. Uh, James Van Riemsdyk basically said, you know, the less games that there are, the less margin for error there is, especially in the division. So players are understanding that a strong start out of the gate is is really key uh, because it'll be really easy to get behind uh, very quickly. Um Kind of along the same vein, however, uh, Kevin Hayes said... Uh, that the realignment's going to make for some interesting games he says bound to be bad blood as well as big hits and big plays by the fourth time you play each other you know everything about the other team and it's all going to come down to work ethic um, and and again I mean you, you think about it when you're playing each other in the, the division constantly it's you think about how what the learning curve is like during the playoffs when you're in a series um, and what the play is like by the time you get to that third fourth or fifth game against an opponent and this is going to be like this for all season long. So uh, it's going to be an interesting, uh, <laughs> it's going to be an interesting uh, season to watch. Could be, uh, could be quite, is, is energetic the polite term to use?
1: <laughs> well, and the interesting part is that um, players will be returning from from all points of of uh, the globe and and will have had different off-season regimens uh mm-hmm. different access to either training facilities either um you know weight training or or um different access to ice um so they're all going to come back at at different levels uh a short um a short training camp a shortened training camp and no exhibition games and and as you said, they're going to have to be ready to go on day one because mm-hmm. every every single game will matter, um, and 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 there won't be uh, forgiveness for a, a, a slow start. So. Um, you know the 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 teams that uh, uh, have made changes uh, in the off season and look good on paper um, may not be able to live up to those expectations. Given uh, you know if if are off season training or if they're not able to come together rather quickly, it's it's really going to be fascinating to watch.
0: It really is, and um, I, I kind of I kind of like Kevin Hayes bringing up that that term work ethic. I think I think work ethic is going to play a big part individually and as a team um, this is not going to be uh, a walk in the park um, just because it's a shortened season I think it's actually going to be more challenging uh, for the reasons that you just pointed out there Rick um, it's going to be more challenging for teams and for individuals and uh, there's I have a feeling leashes are going to be short <laughs> um, that you know players are going to need to perform the way that they- they're asked to, or uh, as particularly with with there being uh, a taxi squad, uh, there's there's just not going to be a, a lot of room for a slow learning curve.
1: Well, and I think of of. Uh you know the veteran coaches um, like Vigneault, uh, like Claude Julien. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they going to go back to things that they're they're comfortable with? Are they going to trust young players? Um, are they are they going to be willing to try new things or things that are proven that proven to be successful last last season? Um, that's 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 going to be an interesting thing to watch, particularly with the Canadians who. Our uh, fans are looking forward to seeing more of, yes, Barry Kotkaniemi, more of Nick Suzuki. Mm-hmm. And will uh, it just be too tempting for Claude Julien to go back to a a Phil Deneau at, uh, in the number one center slot rather than uh, him at third-line third uh, third, pairings, uh, third line center where, where he ended up at the end of the playoffs last season?
0: That's right. And on the Flyers' side of things, you know, even the players who spoke to the media today uh, couldn't help but talk about um, uh, how different the blue line is going to look with Niskanen no longer there uh, the Flyers blue line is going to be very different uh they they acknowledge what a strong presence both on and off the ice Niskanen was for the team and that uh it's going to be um it's going to be up to the defense corps to Make up for his absence, but also it's it's providing an opportunity for some of the younger defensemen to step up and and show that they can help to fill those gaps as well. So, um, lots at stake here. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, even though it's a shortened season, it's going to be uh, the microscope is going to certainly be focused in. Now, we did Rick just mention the fact that taxi squads are once again as they were in the return to play over the summer taxi squads are going to need to be used because of um quarantine mandates state to state country to country province to province um and and so on and so forth and so um there's we uh we we thank the folks at uh cap friendly they kind of put out a little bit of a, a bullet pointed list of of okay here here's The basics, um, we'll just run through a a few of these and and go over some of the more interesting points. Now, there's a minimum of four players on the taxi squad, maximum of six. Uh, The one thing that is really key to remember is, so training camps are going to start, training camps are going to run for two weeks. um, And at the end of that training camp, players who are not going to be on the opening roster but are going to be assigned to the taxi squad have to be loaned to the taxi squad. And so that means that waivers are required for players who would require waivers to be loaned to the AHL. Um, For the Habs, you think of Charlie Langren, of course. Um, So they will have to clear waivers in order to be loaned to the taxi squad. So that's, that is something uh, to remember. Um, And I think, you know, not sure how many folks will get, how many guys will get picked up off of waivers, Rick, but but it is something to to keep in mind on. The other The other thing is um, taxi squad members, what they can and can't do. they can practice with the NHL team. They can join in team activities and they can travel with the team, although they're not required to. However, they cannot practice or join activities other than those with the nhl team so that means ahl team activities for example are not permitted um and rick that that was one in particular that that kind of stuck out to you right
1: well it's going to be tough for these guys on the taxi squad um given that 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 uh, they're not required to practice with the NHL team, although you know you would hope that they would. Mm-hmm. They're not required to travel with the team, although you'd you'd hope they would. Um, that that it's going to be having them um, being ready for action. Um, is is going to be tough if they're not allowed to uh, play in the AHL or practice in the AHL, uh, and yet be be ready for for the NHL. Um, but this is something that we we talked about months ago. Uh, ex- that is expanded rosters, and and it just made sense. And anyone who has managed uh, a fantasy football team has known <laughs> uh, what what um what kind of havoc that that covid has played with mm-hmm. with your fantasy football team and the, and the need for uh expanded rosters and and the ability to to move people to those taxi squads um so we talked about it with Charlie Lindgren um
0: in October yeah
1: you want to ch- you want to listen to that um uh we just uh, retweeted, episode.
0: yeah. We just retweeted that on Twitter so, you th- oh, so that correct. you can find the link easily.
1: Um, because, because it was something that um, you know we, we raised with Charlie, and 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 he said, yeah, absolutely. He wants an opportunity to be in the the NHL. Um, and so he would he would uh, be open to to that and and certainly for the canadians it seemed to it would seem to fit however uh, as you said uh, waivers are required so there's a risk of of losing him to uh, another team during that process whether another team will have the uh, ability to add an extra player an extra contract that's that's a whole other measure but um, it's going to be interesting to watch those how those taxi squads are used, how they're how they may be rated by other teams um, through the waivers process and and um, you know it's just uncharted territory at this point
0: absolutely uh, and it it will be it will be curious too to see how uh teams and 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 in our case for for this podcast how the Canadians and the flyers, um manage their team roster and taxi squad roster. Um if waivers comes into play with those decisions at all, um based off of, you know, what they see at training camp and so forth. It it it's just going to be interesting to see how that divide happens and what kind of utilization is 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 going to take place there. But um again, this is all the initial plan uh it's another thing to put this plan into action once we actually get to january 3rd for training camp or january 13th to start the season Uh, because as we know uh covid governmental regulations whether it's in canada or the u.s or in europe uh, change from day to day so who knows what that landscape is going to look like in three weeks um but for now there's a plan in place and uh I think that's all. I think that's all hockey fans, and and frankly, uh, a, a lot of hockey players. Perhaps not all. I'm sure there are some that are that are hesitant about uh, returning to play in this environment. But um, I think, as you said, Christmas wishes were granted by at least having a plan in place, and we'll see how that goes from there. We are going to take one quick break. When we come back on the other side of this break, we're now going to talk about how this all affects the AHL uh, and uh, whether it's the AHL season, start date, rosters, players, you name it. Uh, We're just going to review a little bit of that. So don't go anywhere. We will be back right after this. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites, their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at Rocketsportsmedia.com. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report. And watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel, at AllHabs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit AHLReport.com and click the Join Our Team tab at the top of the page today. And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Once again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. And be sure you're following us on Twitter. You can follow us at the AHL Report, or you can also follow us uh, right here for this podcast at the Press Zone. So that's at the AHL Report or at The Press Zone. Uh, We welcome you to to be sure you're following us. Uh, We'd love to hear from you all week long, and it's the best way to stay on top of uh, news and articles and, and exclusive content that we put out. Um, one thing I was remiss uh, got so caught up talking about uh, the plans for the NHL's return to play uh, in the in the previous segment that I forgot to mention something very important, and that was some news that Alain Vigneault had had put out there uh, in his presser earlier this week, and that is the fact that Oscar Lindblom. Um, Looks good to go to start play. He will be at training camp. Uh, he did get... Uh, Lindblom has gotten news that on the one-year uh, anniversary of his diagnosis, he is still cancer-free, which is fantastic news. Uh, that's a Christmas present in and of itself for Oscar and his family. Um, and Vigneault also said that Nolan Patrick continues to progress. Uh, he'll have more news as as training camp gets closer. Um but that Nolan is is skating and and we'll see, uh, you know that's still very up in the air with with his uh, diagnosis and so forth. But we'll see if if he's able to to make it to training camp as well.
1: And I noticed that uh, our our friend Jordan Hall at NBC Sports. Uh, had a quote from James Van Riemsdyk on Oscar Lindblom saying, mm-hmm. "JVR said we we all know how much he loves to play, loves to be a hockey player. He's a huge part of our team. I'm sure he's really excited to get into the season. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure, I'm sure Oscar is for sure.
0: I'm sure he has. He got a little taste of it there at the very end of uh, the return to play playoffs uh, back in the fall. But it'll be good for him to get into a training camp situation and just kind of have some normalcy." Uh, as as much as as much normalcy as we can right now, um, and also you know we started we talked about the fact that training camps will start on January third, and the regular season is be is scheduled to begin on uh, January thirteenth. We talked about the beginning of May for the beginning of the playoffs, uh, but Rick, the NHL also did announce some other critical dates uh, for the season. Correct?
1: Uh, they did. It's um, you know w- we had to get used to. Last season, um, everything being out of whack. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we talked about uh, whether it was the draft or whether it was free agency, and we're all used to those. Those uh, things coming on on specific dates, and they were completely, um, you know, not not centered with our own reality. And and this year, it's it's going to be uh, a change as well uh, with uh, hockey not starting until January. Uh, but it shifted a little. It's 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 not going to be as dramatic as mm-hmm. it was last season. So, for example, uh, free agency rather than July first will begin. Um, July 28th. The draft is about a a, a month late. Uh, instead of the end of June, it'll be July 23rd and 24th. Uh, of course, just preceding that, uh, this year only, uh, is going to be the Seattle expansion draft. That'll take place on July 21st. And um, all of that is to, uh, you know, accommodate uh, the 56-game schedule, which will end on May 8th. Uh, playoffs will, will begin on May 11th, just a, a short turnaround there. And then everything wrapped up by the 15th of July to make way for, uh, the Olympics.
0: And the trade deadline is, is obviously pushed back as well. I believe it's in April.
1: Yeah. Trade deadline, uh, April 12th, um, instead of end of February, beginning of March kind of thing.
0: Okay. So yes, your internal calendars are going to be out of whack again this season. But hopefully, let's let's cross the fingers that maybe the twenty one twenty two season will have we'll be back on our regular <laughs> internal calendar rhythms. Uh, hopefully. So we talked about all of these things with the NHL in the last segment. So what does that mean for the AHL? Well, the AHL still has a tentative start date for the first week in February. I believe it's February fifth. Um, and so far, that hasn't changed. Now, um, you know, we saw today the NHL's first franchise, the New Jersey Devils, are the first ones to announce uh, a, a sponsorship and advertising agreement for helmet ads. Um, that's going to be a thing this year as the NHL hopes to, to. Um, they're looking at about $15 million, uh, you know, in in revenue the ahl has very and as as challenged as some nhl teams are for for revenue without fans in the buildings this year um ahl teams have a much bigger hurdle to cross so now with the nhl being uh, having a set time to come back. The AHL is going to need to start putting their official plan into place as to what the AHL is going to look like this year, what the season might look like. And this will be the time that teams will start having to decide if they are going to opt out, as we've seen at least at least 10 teams in the ECHL have done because they know it's not financially viable for them to have uh, to participate in their season, uh, there there may very well be AHL teams that find themselves in the same situation. Uh, so, Rick, I imagine that we'll see sometime through the month of January, we'll see some announcements about some AHL teams unfortunately having to opt out.
1: Well, and in a, a recent interview, President Scott Housen, and remember, that's the biggest change that the AHL will see. You won't see uh, Dave Andrews at the helm as president. Um, it uh, Scott Housen took, uh, took over last uh, July, and uh, he hinted that uh, for the first time, I think, Uh, that they may not start uh, the season or or complete the season with a full slate of teams, that that is certainly under discussion whether... Uh, teams will be able to operate in this environment where uh, the AHL, being very gate-driven, they don't have the sponsorship opportunities. They don't have the uh, the uh, television revenue uh, that uh, the NHL does. So there may be um, uh, more than one team that has to opt out for this season.
0: Absolutely. The other the other part of this is what will rosters look like for AHL teams. Now <laughs> we have to say that. Perhaps unbeknownst to them, the Laval Rocket seemed to have, we talked so much over this past year about how you could probably ice three teams with the amount of signings that the Laval Rocket have had uh, over the course of the past eight months or so. uh, And particularly without an ECHL franchise and and the complete North Division opting out in the ECHL, there was going to be a lot of extra players well. Um, there's still going to be a lot of extra players for Laval. However, keep in mind that now that you have this taxi squad in place um, for every AHL team, a lot of your top end talent is not going to be necessarily present. They may be with the taxi squad uh, for the NHL affiliates. So Rick, I think uh, I think that's going to be an interesting component to to watch unfold as far as how rosters in the AHL shape up. Um, because they're not necessarily going to look like what they should look like on
1: paper, no, not at all. and and uh, there there has to be a strategic um d- decision made uh, by the teams. Uh, do you want Ryan Paling, uh, who maybe deserves to be on the taxi squad, do you want him uh, practicing on the taxi squad and not playing very often, or do you want him getting games in the AHL? Would it be better, um, you know, Alex Belzile not necessarily going anywhere, um, not, a, not a prospect, would you would you rather have him on the taxi squad? Mm-hmm. Uh, Xavier Ouellette, the same sort of conversation has to take place. So um I, I, I I've seen people trying to predict the the NHL and AHL rosters and uh there may be reason it's not just stacking people up in order of of uh, maybe a depth merit chart, yeah <laughs> uh, a, a depth chart it, it may be it may be more strategic than that
0: on the Flyers' side we're already seeing reports out of Europe that um there's a lot of guys playing in Europe right now who, uh, are reportedly not going to come back to participate in Flyers training camp. They are instead going to choose to remain in Europe and continue playing or training until AHL camps start, because they feel, as kind of what you just said, uh, there are players who are saying um, we feel it would be more advantageous to work towards the AHL roster um, instead of not potentially not playing for a couple of months being on the taxi squad. Um,
1: well, the other part of that is that NHL training camps aren't going to look anything like they've looked in the past. Uh, we've seen at Montreal Canadiens camp 65 players at a, at a, at a, at a preseason NHL camp. That won't happen. Uh, they'll be much, much smaller. So it makes sense for uh, those players uh, not to make the trek across to attend uh, training camps.
0: That's right. Uh, Linus Linus Hoogberg, um, according to uh, his head coach in Europe, Tony Zabel, uh, says that he's staying in Europe until the AHL camp starts. Um, David Kasha also staying in Europe. Maxim Sushko is staying in Europe until the AHL starts. Um, and it's it's rumored that um, German Rupsov and Felix Sandstrom are going to do the same thing. So those are some Pretty significant names for the phantoms, uh, and and guys who would have certainly made a, a a darn good effort at a normal NHL training camp, who are all biting the bullet and saying nope, we're we're gonna pass on the opportunity for an, a taxi squad, and we're just gonna focus on that AHL roster.
1: Just to uh, put a button on it, the um, the numbers for uh, at the NHL training camp. Uh, limited to 36 skaters, uh, 36 skaters. Remember I said uh, probably in the neighborhood of 60, 65 in the past, 36 skaters and an unlimited number of goaltenders at uh, NHL training camps.
0: The other one thing before we, we wrap up this segment, uh, Patrick, our, our friend, Patrick Williams, um, is, of course, keeping his thumb on on all of the news coming out of the AHL. And he made a good point on Twitter this week talking about how, you know, how the AHL will will do divisions um, and, and set up a schedule. And he says things like, you know, there's there's – the AHL is mostly set up in these little clusters. And so th- having three or four teams in a geographic cluster may be willing to play – but if there's a team within that geographic cluster that isn't able to play and has to opt out, um, then he says, can you imagine the domino effect that ensues in a situation like that? You, you know, you need some sort of, he says, critical mass of teams in a cluster to make a season possible. Otherwise, you're going to end up, I mean, there is a division, um, I believe in the ECHL, that just has two teams playing each other every weekend. Mm-hmm. Um and is that really viable for the AHL? So there there's gonna be this is we've said from March that the AHL situation will be the most fluid and one of the most probably bizarre to keep an eye on. Um, I, we're actually we're going to have Patrick on probably in the beginning of January to to talk to talk about all of this and really break down where things are going. But lots to keep in mind uh, as far as the AHL, um, if you think things are going to look weird for the NHL, it's going to be uh, like Mars for the American League. So could be fun to watch, but it's to, I think it's going to be a, a quite a roller coaster. With that in mind, we're going to take a one last quick break when we come back. Give you some updates from junior hockey. We're going to give you some updates from the ECHL and of course, the big deal for this week is the world juniors and we're going to give you a final preview and get ready for tournament action to start later this week so don't go anywhere you don't want to miss it we'll be back right after this for all the latest news interviews analysis and commentary about the laval rocket lehigh valley phantoms and every other team in the american hockey league as well as information on prospects junior hockey and international hockey head over to ahl.report the home of the ahl report Follow along on Twitter, at The AHL Report, for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's The AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. In every city around the world, sports fans flock to popular watering holes to share a few pints, some good grub, and to cheer for their team. Think your favorite sports bar deserves to be recognized? Or are you traveling to a new place and need to find the perfect spot to watch a game? HockeyPub.com is the answer. Find out where the best spots are in your city to eat, drink, and meet fellow fans. HockeyPub.com. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites, In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens' Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at Rocketsportsmedia.com. And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Once again, I am your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. And we're so glad you're here with us this week, uh, this week leading up to Christmas and the World Juniors. Uh, So in order to be sure you catch all of the action and all of the news and updates regarding the NHL's return to play, what's going on in the AHL and of course, junior hockey and the world junior championship. Be sure you're following us on Twitter at the AHL report. That's at the AHL report. Make sure you're following us Uh, in this segment. We go beyond the AHL and there's actually plenty of news to talk about in this segment. Um, I'm gonna give you some some updates. Uh, starting with the ECHL, um, since they are now they just finished their second weekend of play in their kind of staggered start to their to their season. Um, we've actually had a suspension already. Oh no! Believe it or not.
1: How did that happen?
0: Well, the next time you see Antoine Waked, you can ask him. <laughs> Um, and of course, it has, to be, has a, to be it has to be someone who's played on Laval or Lehigh Valley. It's Antoine Wake. We just said last week, oh, this is great. He's playing with the Indy Fuel. He's back with David Brohl, who's playing there. Well, sure enough, uh, unfortunately, uh, they were playing in at Kansas City this past weekend, and Wakeid was assessed a major penalty and a game misconduct for headbutting in the third oh, period. No. Sue uh undisclosed amount of a fine and suspended for one game he will miss their boxing game uh game against Wheeling so um you know just because it's a, a weird season doesn't mean that we're still not going to get some of the same old I'm not sure if that was good social distancing to be headbutting someone but mm-hmm. mm. um also want to mention that Zach Fucali did make his uh, season debut with the South Carolina Stingrays this past weekend, played his first game. Stingrays got a 5-1 to win in that game, Zach stopping 35 of 36 shots, uh, which, of course, you know, makes <laughs> makes his one-game uh, stats look pretty good. But uh, congratulations to Zach Fucali. Good start. Yeah, get, gets a good start for the South Carolina Stingrays. Um and as far as uh, the scoring race, uh, the Florida Everblades seem to have all of the scoring. They they've got the top 3 players in points uh in in scoring so far uh for the league. So Florida Everblades seem to be off to a good start. Um do do let me see here other junior hockey news. Um the Q we know the QMJHL started um to kind of get things rolling in the fall. And then they've had a number of of COVID cases pop up in different teams throughout the league, and they had to shut down. Well, the QMJHL has now announced a a return for play for them. Uh, They've chosen four QMJHL Quebec-based markets to resume play on January 22nd. That's in Chicoutimi, Drummondville, Rimouski, and Schwinnigan. Um, Those four cities will each host two teams to play two games in three days. Uh, And then, starting on January 29th to February 6th, it gets condensed down to three host cities, that'll be Shakutami, Drummondville, and Rimouski, um, where each arena will host one or two games per day, with a total of 12 games being played over nine days. So they're doing kind of like a, they're calling it, Bubbles, but it sounds. At you pointed this out it's to me the other day, Rick. Wide. That it sounds like teams are going to move from bubble to bubble. So I'm not really sure how that works, uh, but that is that is the plan. Uh, and that for the teams that are based in the Maritimes, they're just going to reevaluate the situation after the holidays and and the queue Their objective is to just let the Maritime teams resume playing their regular schedule um, on January twenty first.
1: And they're calling them protected environment events, which I don't know if it just sounds weird from the translation, (laughs) if that's how it directly got translated or what. But it just, Um. you think of guys running around in hazmat suits uh, when you hear something like that. It's very... But we're, yeah Yeah. you know, we're in a... We're in a special situation. So,
0: very special situation. <laughs> so, we'll see. But um, good
1: on Jerome Brubeck for keeping up on all this stuff. Yes. Um,
0: yeah. Tip of the hat. Uh, yep. it, he was the one that broke it down really well uh, for us to be able to understand all of that. Um, he actually had it laid out on Twitter better than the Q's Twitter account had it. Yes. Um, so,. As you say, tip of the hat to Jerome Berube. Uh, if you're not following him, be sure you're following him on Twitter. Great source uh, for QMJHL news. Um, so that brings us to the World Juniors. So, yes, the World Juniors um, pre-competition game action starts tonight. Um, I believe it is Austria versus Switzerland. And then the U.S. plays Finland tonight. Um if you're able to catch any of that action. But of course, actual tournament play does not begin until not boxing day. It starts on Christmas this year. Uh, keep in mind when you see times, those are typically in mountain time coming from IIHF or hockey Canada. So games in general are being played. If you're on the East coast in Eastern time at two o'clock, six o'clock and nine 30 PM Eastern time, um, That's 12 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and 7.30 Mountain Time. Um, So on Christmas Day, we'll have Slovakia and Switzerland, Finland, Germany, and the U.S. will play Russia for the late game. So Canada does not actually... Canada gets Christmas off. Canada will not play until Boxing Day. They have the middle afternoon game, and they'll be playing Germany in their first round. Hmm. Um, So that will be... Uh, very fun. I found it humorous to see that um, Hockey Canada announced that Skip the Dishes is has been named the official food delivery partner of Hockey <laughs> Canada and the twenty twenty one World Junior Championship, um, and they will be the delivery service delivering food uh, to the hotels uh, and and so forth. So I want what I want to know is John Hamm personally. Delivering? Yeah, they got great commercials. They do, and so I mean. If John Ham isn't in the bubble quarantining so that he can personally deliver all of the Skip the Dishes orders. I mean, I'd be disappointed. There's something wrong with that. Yeah. There is, I know. But Rick, it's um it's here. I mean, it's uh it's hard to believe that after all of the planning, all of the waiting, all of the nail biting, the World Juniors seems about to start. Germany is is scheduled to, to be able to play uh, you know, right about on time as they'll come out of quarantine. Um, Sweden, I believe, came out of quarantine yesterday. Um, and so far, fingers crossed, no more additional positive tests have been reported. So does that mean that this will actually get pulled off? It's it's going to be exciting.
1: It is. And, and you know... Um I know we've been hockey deprived for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, during the World Juniors, people tend to get very, very tribal. Um, <laughs> they they either, you know, only follow uh, the prospects from from their own team. For the Canadians, uh, you have uh, Caden Gooley, you have Cole Caulfield, and uh, announced today, by the way. Uh, Jan Mishak uh, was um, was chosen as the captain for the Czech Republic. So, nice uh, Yeah, uh, great news there for the Flyers, uh, Cam York, um, Bobby Brink. Bobby Brink um, and Emil Andre. Oh, that's right. Um, so maybe you just follow those prospects. Maybe you get really tribal and just follow your, the country you're in, Team Canada or uh, team USA, uh, but take a look around at other teams because, as we've said before, there's there's players players maybe you know from uh, from the draft. Marco Rossi comes to mind, who may be on teams that uh, you're not familiar with. And mm-hmm. and um, tonight against the U.S. team, um, he's projected to be on the second line, right winger, number thirty three uh, for Team Finland. You have, uh, well, uh, that line, let me say, we have uh, Yuso Parsonen, we have Ronnie Hirvanen, uh, and on the right side you have uh, Brad Lambert.
0: That's who, that's awfully Finnish.
1: Yeah, the defenseman <laughs> on that, that group of five, Miko Koikinen, Casper uh, uh, Putio, uh, and we have Brad, Brad Lambert. Lambert on the right side. So... Um, <laughs> and yet, yet watch him because um, uh, uh, Sam Cosentino, who one of our our good friends, and we love seeing Sam at the rink, uh, did a, a profile on Brad Lambert and an interview um, for Sportsnet. Uh, Brad Lambert, if you're familiar with Shane Wright and what he's done, although he didn't uh, make uh, Team Canada... Um, he was one of the. He's one of the sixteen-year-old uh, phenoms. So uh, Brad Lambert, same thing. Uh, Brad Lambert just turned seventeen a couple of days ago, but since the age of fifteen, has been playing in the uh, Finnish League, or the men's league there, um, and uh, he's he's not elig- draft eligible until twenty twenty two, like Shane Wright, uh, but is just a phenomenal player already. And uh, during the interview. Uh, Sam talked to Brad about uh, oh how uh, you know meeting in Helsinki and 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 taking the trip over uh, to Edmonton on a on a small plane and and uh, Brad lamented that there's no TVs they're forced to play cards and listen to music on the plane ride over the long <laughs> plane ride over uh, then he, he ended up in quarantine in in the hotel playing Call of Duty and and uh, PGA 21. Nice. Um, but th- he has a fascinating backstory in that um, he has dual uh, citizenship, both uh, Finnish and Canadian. Um, he uh, his his father comes from Saskatoon, um, Ross Lambert, and and his uncles Lane Lambert, you might know as an NHLer, um, and his uh, his dad met in Toronto, met uh, his mom from Finland, who was a flight attendant. Um, and, uh, they ended up back in, in, uh, Finland where he's spent most of his days. Although, um, he, he spent a year or two in Saskatoon, uh, where he played hockey there too. Uh, fascinating story, um, a phenomenal player and, uh, keep an eye out for him tonight when, uh, the Finns take on the, uh, Team USA in pre-tournament action.
0: And that's the great one of the great things about the World Juniors. These are the best of the best in this age group. So not only do you get to really get a good look at recently drafted players, because these a lot of these players you will see uh, vying for NHL positions. If not this year, then very soon. Um, but it also gives you the opportunity to keep your eye on other players in other teams from around the world that really catch your eye who are draft eligible uh, in 2021 or perhaps 2022, and you start to be able to pick them out and keep an eye and maybe start rooting for them and so forth. It's one of the great things about the World Juniors uh, and 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 getting your first glimpse at guys who could be the next great thing uh, coming up uh, through the ranks. Um, So we are here at Rocket Sports will be giving you all the coverage. We know you'll be glued to your television watching the games, um, but we'll be there with you on Twitter. uh, Also live, you know, live tweeting the games. You can, as I said, be sure you're following us at the AHL report uh, for that kind of information. Um, You can also follow Rick at all Habs uh, and... You can follow me at Flyers Rule. Uh, between the two of us, we'll be, you know, covering the Habs and Flyers prospects, as well as just general game information and game tweets uh, as the games go on. But also, be sure you're checking uh, at the AHL Report for. Excuse me. The content that we're going to have coming out throughout the course of the World Juniors, uh, we'll have uh, some articles coming out based uh, just giving some some analysis and and feedback and reaction on what happens day to day throughout these games. Uh, I know our our colleague Mike Raschel plans to have uh, some some content coming out uh, as well. Uh, you may find that on uh, allhabs.net, Allhabs Hockey Magazine which is which is our our parent site. Um, you can also, uh, you know, you'll. we also, I should mention, thank you to the IIHF uh, once again this year. We are part of the credentialed media core for the World Juniors. So we will be participating in post-game press conferences uh, and, and bringing you, uh, ex, you know, audio from those interviews and so forth. So whether it's on the website or uh, next week on the podcast or on the Canadians Connection podcast next week, we're going to have a lot of content for you covered top to bottom. For the World Juniors, you don't want to miss a minute of it, so be sure you're following us on Twitter and bookmark ahlreport.com and allhabs.net on your browser so that you can go there quickly each day. Um, so Rick, you know, we've got a great week coming up here. Um, Mm -hmm. we've got Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day. I know uh, you and Joseph are going to have a a great episode of the Canadians Connection coming out this week as well. If if folks, you know, but it is a busy holiday season, whether they're prepping for the holidays or they're busy watching the World Juniors or busy with the family and and so on and so forth. If folks miss any of our podcast, what's the best way for them to be able to go back and catch up on what they might have missed out on?
1: Well, first of all, you should be subscribed. Make sure that w- whatever you're listening to, whatever app you're using, your favorite app, we're on um, for the press zone. Whatever you're using to listen to this uh, broadcast, um, subscribe. S- mm-hmm. Subscribe and like and, and uh, uh, even rate us if you want. Um, and, uh, and go back through the archives and, and check uh, for any episodes that you might miss um or if you want uh, one website for all of our podcasts that's rocketsportsradio.com rocketsportsradio.com will give you uh the archive of both the press zone and Canadians connection
0: excellent we love that and as we said be sure you're following us on twitter um and it's just, I mean, it's going to be a whirlwind week. Between the holiday and the World Juniors, this week is going to fly by. We're going to have a packed show, I'm sure, for you next week uh, with all of the the breakdowns of the first few days of the, of the tournament. And, of course, I'm sure between now and then there's going to be plenty of NHL news that comes out as well. Um, so be sure you're following us on Twitter. Be sure you come back here again next week for another great episode of From the Press Box. Our feel-good finale for this week is a very simple one. We wish you and your loved ones and your family a very, very Merry Christmas from everyone here at the Rocket Sports Media team. Uh, Rick, Merry Christmas to you. I hope, Merry Christmas to you, too. I hope Santa has you on the nice list. It's where you should be. Uh, so that means no coal in your stocking. And uh, we hope all of you have a wonderful Christmas, and we'll see you back here for another episode of The Press Zone next week right here on the AHL Report. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.